Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I am looking forward to be today with our beautiful expert and guest because I feel like this is something that I have personally needed like a couple dates, uh, days, a couple decades ago. <laughs> Time flies, you know, if it's a decade or day. But a couple of decades ago, when I was personally struggling with emotional eating disorder, and really I couldn't see my way out of this like food cycle and being addicted. And I feel like so many women don't even realize they are struggling with emotional eating because it can be so easily ignored. So I'm super, super thankful to have you here, Danielle, and really go deeper on how can we create a loving relationship with our bodies and also with food? So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, it's such such an honor and a gift to, to chat and especially about this topic. I'm so, so passionate about helping women navigate this and it's it's so complicated um, and and it doesn't have to be. And, and that's what I was like thinking, you know, like it is because I feel like it's it's, Listen, my mom has been dieting her whole freaking life and she still is. And, and it's so challenging to witness. And she does couple shifts and couple changes. And she's still like enslaved, you know, with the food and how she looks like and how she, you know, like eats. And, and I've been there. I've been slave to food. I've done it all, like all of the types of diets. All, I did fitness competitions, which they're never healthy, you know. So what was your journey towards like the, the the food freedom you know to be able in love with your body and food and like i was stacking some of your stories and highlights of like your farmer's market trips and creating your own like drying your own herbs it's so beautiful but unfortunately i feel like that's not something we're born with like our grandmas knew how to connect with their bodies and nature and now we are so pressured by the world that we're looking for quick fixes and we don't look for the depth. So what was your journey towards this freedom? And now how can we, how how do we even know we have a challenge with food? 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll answer that quickly. If you're listening to this episode, you know, your higher self knows, right? There's something in here for you. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. There's, there's so much I want to say here and add to that. Um, and I'll just quickly share my story because it's obviously a very long story. Um, but the short of it is I have been and resonated with being very uh, addicted to sugar actually my whole life. So ever since childhood, I look back now, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, my mom, my whole family has just used sugar to cope, to numb out, to escape, you know, for all these emotional reasons, to regulate nervous system, all these things uh, for decades in my family. And I grew up that way, you know, very much loving sweets, loving using food for a myriad of different reasons other than nourishing my sacred vessel, right? nourishing my body. So, you know, my path actually into understanding this and starting to make my shift was about seven years ago when my husband and I quit our jobs and we went and traveled in South America for a year and just went on this sort of soul searching journey where I first started stepping into my own spiritual well-being and, and my own journey even into uh, entrepreneurship and my power and wanting to really live life on my terms. And in that, I started really connecting the dots on that trip with how my eating of all the junk food and all the crap was not only a making me feel absolutely horrible, affecting my sleep, causing me to gain weight, you know, causing my skin to break out all the things, but was also, you know, robbing me of that sense of self and, and my power, right. It was really hijacking my future and the, the truth of, you know, how I want to feel and live every day while I'm here. So that really shifted on that trip and, and coming home back to Canada you know, my husband and I both made some, some big changes. We, you know, we gave up sugar and I started on this quest of getting back in control of my addictive patterns. Cause that's really often what's going on when we talk about emotional eating. It's there, they, they go hand in hand sometimes, not always. Um, but in my experience with the work that I do, um, and really noticing that the root of this took me years, <laughs> about two or three years to actually get back in the driver's seat where I felt like I was in control with my choices around food. And I was no longer guilting and shaming myself when I chose to eat a brownie or when I chose to have a glass of wine. And this is a very uh, tricky subject for those who are maybe listening. And, and I know there's a lot of information out there about addiction and there's a lot of debate about how we can do this, but food is such a unique uh, challenge because we need to eat, right? We need to eat to live. And it can become really, yeah, really complicated and nuanced with the way that our society has taught us to use food. And this is where, you know, that, that emotional component comes in and really beginning to navigate into feeling safe in our body again. And that's ultimately the work that I do with my clients now, really deeply understanding that our here, I'll, I say this, I say this a lot that our relationship with food, you know, our habits with food or sugar. So if any of you are noticing, uh, you know, that you're craving sweets after every meal, or you can't get through an evening without having something, you know, uh, another little snack before bed, or you um, really kind of have that obsessive constant thinking about food all the time. It's this understanding that our relationship and our patterns with food are actually a direct mirror of our relationship with ourselves. So when we start doing, looking inward and uncovering what's really going on with these unhealthy habits, you know, why can't I stop eating ice cream every night or like, what's wrong with me? That's of course where our mind goes first. There's nothing wrong with you <laughs> at all. This is, there's a lot of reasons why this is showing up on our planet right now, but this is your chance to understand that 
maybe that's not serving you. And, and there is a deeper reason beyond just it tastes good or, uh, it, you know, it's everybody else is eating it, right? There's something deeper going on. And that's where my obsession has become helping women navigate into their nervous systems and healing trauma and this emotional component that ultimately creates this freedom in our relationships with food, you know, with work in, in all areas of our lives. It's so powerful, you know, because it, it's not just on the surface. It's not like, let's change what you're eating and everything will change. It's, it's so much deeper. It's where did it stem from? Where did it start? Like, I remember like, and it's so interesting, like now looking back with the awareness that I have as an adult, you know, like my grandpa wouldn't let me leave the table if I don't finish everything. You have to eat everything. And I was like, fool and I didn't want it or I didn't want to eat certain like meals and you don't have the freedom to say this doesn't feel good in my body yet like you said like the ice cream and the cookies and all of these things are always available you know I am very thankful because I grew up like in Eastern Europe and my parents and my grandparents they had a huge garden so we had so much fruit and vegetable and life you know that we could be consuming I I, we didn't like forget it we didn't have any fast foods or anything when I was growing up you know but it's it's regulating the nervous system it's regulating the emotions I truly feel like and please let me know how do you do it with your clients like do you first start looking at the food and changing the food? Or do you first look at the emotional pattern, build a foundation? And then when they're more, I don't want to say stable, but that's what's coming up. Like when they're feeling like more grounded, maybe then you can do the changes to the food. Like where does it start? It's like the egg or the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great question. And the honest answer is it really depends on the person. Really, really, really depends. Um, and it, and it, it is really, it, it's been fascinating for me because when I started my practice was seven years ago, helping women build healthy habits and, and eat healthier and nourish their bodies better. I was really focusing on the food. You know, it was, here's a meal plan. Let's like, here's the accountability, eat this, don't eat that. Right. Like the do and don't list the shame mm-hmm. list. Right. And you know, I really quickly noticed that no matter how long my clients were off of sugar or eating healthy and how great they felt, Mm -hmm. right? As soon as something terrible happened in life, which it will, we're human beings. This is part of our experience here. They would go right back into the old patterns. And that's what really started cueing me into, okay, there's this emotional piece, right? There's the deeper, there's deeper pieces here that are, that are causing this. So I've really shifted away from, and actually in, in my signature break free from sugar program, we actually don't even really talk about food. We, we just like that's over here. Cause that is a byproduct of, of the inner work that we're doing when we heal our relationship with ourselves. So, so to answer your question, you know, and in my programs, I mean, we do definitely talk about food. It's a part of it, but it's not the big focus. I, feel like it works really well. And I've seen this with, you know, hundreds of clients as I've helped now is that we do actually start by laying a bit of a foundation. We have to start by bringing in the awareness around self, around why we're eating, around what are our emotional triggers? What is our body telling us? Reconnecting with the body. Most of my clients and and maybe some of you listening, um, even when we talk about emotions, can't even identify like we've become so disconnected from our emotional body for various reasons in our childhood. We've disconnected. It wasn't safe um, to express emotions and the society that we live in really shuts that down as well. 
So sometimes there's a numbness. There's not even a, a, a connection with I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling angry, right? So building some of those tools and foundations is really, really important in my opinion to get started. And then we can start talking about, you know, cleaning up the diet, right? And what's being eaten and when is it being eaten? And when we do that, especially if we go through a sugar detox, we remove the junk from the diet essentially, that is an opportunity to like dive in the deep end because your crutch is gone. Right. And that is like the eye-opening place where you're fidgeting at your desk going, well, I can't have sugar. So what's going on? And you have to face if you're willing to, what is actually underneath here? What is the anxiety showing up? What is the dysregulation that's showing up for you? And, and we navigate through that, of course, continuing Mm. to, to build on that. I love that. And, and, and I'm not sure it's because I went through it myself, you know, emotional eating and bulimia for almost two decades that I could like kind of understand. And now looking back that it's not the, I mean, it is the food, but it's not the food. It's your emotions. It's how you perceive yourself. Like, how do you feel inside of your body? How do you feel in the world that's going to determine the choices that you're doing in life? So I love that that's what you're teaching. Let's come back to yourself. Let's let's learn. Like let's look at these habits. Let's look at when you're reaching out for food. So because like I said, like I've been on on diets like most of my life, you know, like still seeing my my mom there, you know, like how much importance looks and foods and everything still is in her life and I feel like it's I don't want to say it's a waste of life because I've been in it. So I know when you're in it, you cannot see it. But laying out the foundation, healing yourself, looking at the traumas, feeling safe in your body, suiting your nervous system. When I'm feeling suited, I was like, I don't need like any snacks. And thankfully, like I'm in a place, I'm pregnant and my cravings are like, (laughs) excuse me, watermelon, oranges. My body, it's so wise. Like, like here and there I will have some like it's like these raw like uh bars you know like they're like peanut butter or like almond butter that's like tasty but I don't have any anything but it's because I have dedicated the past decade into knowing my body trusting my body and I wanted to ask you something because and and this might be maybe triggering maybe I will be like a devil advocate here a little bit yeah. Bring it on. Uh, girl, there is like so much that can come through today. Um, but I feel like, you know, Danny, when you say like sugar freedom, when I used to compete, um, I did fitness competitions, bikini competitions, and there was a huge like um, fear of fruit. Like I couldn't eat any fruit. Like it's a sh- like I was being taught like fruit it's a sugar you cannot have that I could have like three strawberries you know and it was like so control and it's so funny because I didn't crave donuts or pizzas I crave fruit you know for like months and then I discover medical medium you know and 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 I thank goodness I released the fear of fruit because it's like we're so afraid to have banana because it has a sugar, but then we will have a freaking ice cream or we will have a chocolate bar. Like, come on. So what is your feeling about fruit? Because there's some, and, and this, like, I am like firm on this. So like, you know, like that's where I stand. Like there's some things that just work for me. And 
things can work for different people. But I know there's still women who are like afraid, like, oh, I cannot have a date and I cannot have a watermelon and I can have only berries. And I'm like, but it's natural and your body know how to process it. So when you say freedom from sugar, can you expand deeper on that? Yes. Yes. I love this. And, uh, you know, there's no fear here because I, I very much will validate what you just said. I am such a huge component of, or believer, right. That this fear of whole real foods is actually more toxic to our bodies than the actual food or the sugar spike that we're going to have. There's a lot of components behind that. And I, I strongly believe similar to what you just shared that this fear of food is, not serving us. Right. And it's fear of real food. Right. So, and, and I mean, ultimately any fear, I mean, that's also the thing, you know, if we choose to have some McDonald's fries and we are just riddled with fear and shame and guilt around it, right. That what that actually does energetically to our nervous system, to our digestive system, to our absorption, right. Is, is in my opinion, far more toxic than just really indulging and enjoying those fries. Right. I'm not saying do that every day, but I'm saying that like we do need to be really cautious because we can step into this world of uh, health and eating and get really stuck in the black and white thinking again in the, well, I can't eat fruit or I can't do this, right? Or this is bad. And yes, there is some room for awareness. Yes, bananas are extremely high in sugar and will probably totally spike your blood sugar. And if you want to have a banana, maybe you can choose to do it in a way that's more supportive for your blood sugar, right? You can have it maybe in the middle of the afternoon. You can eat it with some protein and fat. You can add some peanut butter to it, right? Like there, it's that awareness and also that freedom of being able to indulge in something like a banana or even a brownie right? Without going crazy. And I think that that is such an important piece. So we can take this information that we're learning and all the new science around blood sugar regulation and, and which foods are higher in carbohydrates and higher in sugar. We can take that information and then really importantly, integrate it into our unique life, right? And what we want and what our definition of freedom is and our body, right? Me eating a banana is going to be very different than you eating a banana. Right. We'd have to have a, you know, blood, blood test to, to see what that looks like, but our bodies are different. Our genetics are different. Our, our makeup, our digestion is different, everything. Right. So it's, it's really an exploration of the uniqueness of, of each of us and understanding that. And I believe that if everyone on the planet was just eating whole real foods, even if it was watermelon and bananas, we would all be a hundred percent better than where we are now. Like the, the fruit's not the problem. It's not the problem. It's the toxins and the chemicals and the junk and the fake stuff and the billions of different types of artificial sugars and natural sugars. And like, it's, it's all the stuff, right. And it's, it's usually not the fruits problem. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Because, you know, like, like I said, for me again, like what deeply resonates, it's medical medium and it's teaching. And it's like, we get to go back into trusting our intuition. And you know, when people say like intuitive eating, I'm like, oh, it's also debatable, you know, but going truly back into your truth and your intuition, what does my body feel like when I do this? What does my body and energy feel like when I do that, you know, because like you said, it's going to be different for you and me. And there's different things that will resonate you know, like there are people who are choosing different lifestyles and different food choices. Like for me, like I said, I'm following medical medium for so many years and 
it helped me heal so many like chronic disease. I healed my Hashimoto naturally and, and all of these things that for me in my body, in my soul right now that resonates, I am by choice, and and I saw um, your summits, which is funny, you know, bringing it up. But I'm I'm vegan for several years now, you know, and it's just interesting to know, like, this is where my body is. This is what feels really good for me. This is what really fuels me, and like really understanding. And you cannot do it by doing million different diets. It's by coming back to yourself, feeling safe, feeling regulated. So. For those who are feeling like, yes, I'm struggling with emotional eating, what are some of the things or exercises or, you know, like, what are you guiding your clients through? What is the first, very first step? What is that? Who are listening to us right now? I mean, of course, they can connect with you afterwards, after they hear this. Uh, but what is something they can do right now? Because listening to podcasts like this can be inspiring and hope giving and then you're like well good for you you're healthy and i'm stuck here alone right and i'm stuck here with the guilt and shame that you know like i don't want to share this with anyone what are some of the things that they can start working on so the balance started to shift yeah that's so beautiful um i wish we had more time i want to add to so many things that you just said but um I will answer that last question because that is such an important piece of how I lead as well. Like this is, this isn't about uh, needing to fix it all or change everything. And, and by the way, you don't even need fixing, right? This is a, this is more of an understanding and an awareness that needs to um, come through right around what's really going on with your relationship with food. So a few areas that are really, really simple places to start is number one, just bringing awareness to what is going on in your body every time you eat and actually right before you eat. So if you're sitting down for dinner or you're opening the cupboard, looking for snacks, taking a minute, even putting a hand on your heart, a hand on your belly, closing your eyes, like taking three deep nourishing breaths and just checking in with what is alive in my body right now, right? It may not, you may not be able to quite identify an emotion, which is why I use that language. Like what is where am I at right now? What do I feel? Um, and that might be just a sensation like, oh, I feel really heavy or uh, I've got a pain in my hip or my neck feels tense or my jaws tense, right? It might not be an emotion. So just really checking in and, and beginning the practice of being with your body. So many of us are disconnected there. So this daily practice of just tying that to every time you eat will give you a, an incredible amount of awareness around what's going on there. And most women will notice there's a pattern, right? After a few days of doing that, you'll notice, wow, every time I'm bored, I'm eating, right? Or every time, um, you know, I'm, I had a fight with my husband, right? I'm eating and we can start to really build some awareness around the emotions. The second piece that I will, and this is kind of maybe a next step, but is to really start, uh, getting clear on what your beliefs are about your emotions. So this is a really important place to start. I know all of my clients, the women that I work with and myself included have some very uh, toxic limiting beliefs around emotions, right? And this is society has gifted us these, right? It's not safe to share emotions. It means you're weak, right? Especially as women, right? Oh, women aren't allowed to feel anger, right? You children should be heard or seen and not heard. Like what messages did you get in your childhood about emotions? And were you supported, right? If you were angry or if you were crying, what was the message that you got when those emotions came up? Your human essence and experience was coming through. So 
starting to really just understand the picture there for yourself of like, what is my blueprint around my emotional health? And, and in that you'll get some really big clarity on where you're being blocked, right. From even allowing yourself to feel right. And when we don't honor our emotions and, and we're trying to hide them because they're too uncomfortable and they aren't safe to feel, we're going to turn to addictive substances, whether it's sugar or cocaine or alcohol, like we're going to self-soothe where it's a, it's a coping mechanism that we've all developed in some sort of way in, in, in different areas. And it starts by really reconnecting that understanding with the body and that understanding that feeling emotions is a good thing, right? And it's actually a gift and it's a beautiful part of being a human. So starting to rewire some of those beliefs, but we have to first understand, you know, what, what they are, what the ones are that we're working with, and then we can go from there. So powerful, Danny. Thank you so much, because I feel like no matter where we guiding people through, whether for me, it's, you know, business for you, it's, you know, emotional freedom with food. It all starts with the beliefs. What am I believing, you know, about this and this and this? What am I believing about myself? So, you know, it's something that I start with so many of my clients, like, look at the results you're getting in your life and what beliefs led you there. Are they still serving you? Some beliefs are good, you know, like knowing that eating poisonous, you know, like mushrooms, it's not good for me. Well, let's keep that belief, right? But thinking that eating banana or, you know, like feeling like I'm a failure because I did have a piece of cake, you know, really, are you right? So it's like coming back into honoring those emotions and shifting those beliefs. It's so powerful. Danny, I'm so happy we connected. I know that we could be here for hours sharing your expertise and everything you have learned and everything you're teaching. But for those who would love to connect with you deeper, and maybe they are struggling with emotional eating, maybe they have no one else to talk to. I know I didn't. I was just talking with, you know, Uncle Google and listening to Louise Hay, you know, like that was my only support when I was going through my darkest moment. So I really love what you have created in your community and with your clients. So for those who are struggling right now and they're like, okay, I feel like I do need help. How is that they can connect with you and where? Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for the invitation. And of course, anyone who wants to keep this conversation going, please do reach out. I love having these conversations and supporting in any way that I can. Sharing resources, of course. Um, One of the best places to come and actually get your hands on some free resources that I have is my website, so danielledame.com. But I would say the best place to connect with me and, and, and soak in more depth to this conversation, we really just scratched the surface today, would be to come and check out my podcast. So the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast, um, which you are going to be on as well, which I'm so excited to have you on the show. So that's going to be a really, really wonderful uh, resource. And then of course you can find me on Instagram and Facebook as well at Danielle Dame and would love to connect with you in any of those places. Mm, thank you so much, Danny. Thank you for really finding what solution works for you and for the people around you. So you can be spreading this freedom and this beautiful messages in the world. And thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor. 